welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello and welcome to Nerd Party News, the show on the Nerd Party where we talk about the news. I'm Mike. I'm Lance. And uh, it's January 25th when this episode will be dropping. And uh, we'll have to see if there there will ever be movies again. (laughs) But we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Before we do, Lance, did you see anything good this week? I did. So uh, a friend of mine, my, my partner on Always Hold On to Arrow, informed me that HBO Max has the Wayne's Brothers TV show on mm. there from the from the early to mid-90s. And I did myself a little Friday night binge of season one, laughed hysterically. <laughs> I miss that show so much. I'm so glad that it's on HBO Max, and I'm going to enjoy watching the rest of it as we, uh, when I have have the time to. But I'll, I will definitely try and make time because that show was hilarious, and I missed it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, I never saw it when it was on. Um, okay, so I'll have to check that out. I, you know, HBO Max, they do seem to have a, a pretty decent amount of catalog content mm-hmm. I, I heard that they've got babylon 5 dropping on tuesday and everything like that oh sweet yeah i've never seen that show either so okay maybe maybe i'll get around to that but same i still need to finish up like west wing and things like that <laughs> too many shows too many Indeed. shows yeah well, i watched a, a movie that i've been meaning to see for i don't know a couple of years now since it came out assassination nation have you okay. seen this no i've not uh, it's by Sam Levinson, the guy who does Euphoria, and he's okay. also got Malcolm and Marie coming out. Yeah. And, you know, they, they dropped a new episode of Euphoria this week, and um, with Malcolm and Marie coming out next week and stuff, I thought, like, okay, I've really liked what I've seen from this guy. I should go back and watch his, his previous work. So I watched two of his movies, his, his first two movies. You know, one was called Another Happy Day with Ezra Miller, and it's uh-huh. fine, it's whatever. But Assassination Nation, oh my God, this movie is amazing. It's really? like the craziest thing you've ever seen. I mean, it starts off, and, and you can totally see like the DNA of Euphoria in here. The idea okay. is basically, um, it, it's told from the perspective of like a, like a high school girl. Mm-hmm. But someone hacks basically everyone in this town and posts all the information publicly and basically with everyone's secrets out in the world, it causes mass chaos. Yeah. And, you know, it starts with the typical sort of like, you know, witch hunt, like, you know, Oh, you know, look at, you know, this principal's browser history. He needs to go like that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. But it quickly turns into like, almost like the purge you know like like it's oh, wow. just like insanity <laughs> like something that starts off as this kind of like high school drama turns into like natural born killers and Dang. it's crazy but so well done and okay. I, I highly 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 recommend it it's on hulu um, you know, it's definitely a, a hard R, you know, at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie, like the very first thing they do is they say like, you know, 
uh, trigger warning, this movie contains, <laughs> and then they just do like flash cuts for basically everything you could possibly see in a movie wow. is in this movie. And but yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, really kind of interesting commentary on what people consider to be like moral high ground and, you mm-hmm. know, this like sort of digital world and everything like that. I don't know. It's really, really good. Definitely okay. check it out. So, okay, cool. yeah, it's crazy. I have to. Um, oh, before, before I forget, I got to give the people what they want. I got to give them their bachelor update for the De- week. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so lots of drama as you would expect on this show, but we had somebody leave of their own volition and uh, she like interrupted another group's group date and that caused a whole super stir. So bye Rachel. And I was impressed with uh, Katie who she seems to be the most like mature and emotionally mature and intelligent uh, woman in the group. So shout out to her. Cause she, now I have, she has a, a new fan in myself. There you go. There you go. All right. So how many uh, people are left on this show? Uh, I can't remember because this this week, like Monday, like today, you know, the day that this episode comes out, five new women are being introduced to to the house oh. to cause oh. more drama. So, so uh, y'all stay is... tuned for next week. Okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> this, this show is a lot more complex than I thought it was. but It's, it's bonkers. <laughs> All right. Well, keep us posted. I yeah. will. So just mere minutes ago, uh, there there was a new trailer which was released for an upcoming movie, Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm-hmm. So so we both watched the trailer. What did you mm-hmm. think? I'm channeling my inner Tom Brady and saying, LFG, let's go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I thought it looked really cool, too. You know, I can't I mean, I really liked Godzilla and I really liked Kong Skull Island can't say that I was at all impressed by King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was incredibly boring. I mean, there's only so much you. like monster punching that I can take. You know <laughs> what I mean? But <laughs> well, uh, but this but the thing is, this one is giving us what we want. Uh huh. It's like yeah, like we want we want the icons to go at it. That's what we want. Yeah, definitely. You know, and of course, this isn't the first Godzilla versus Kong. No, the, the original. Back in the day, which I have a I have fond memories of because um, I'm not sure if you remember this, but like back in 2005, when the Chicago White Sox went on an epic run, sweeping the Houston Astros and I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea Um, what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, during that run uh, throughout the season at at the U.S. Cellular Field. They would, whenever the the White Sox were like rallying or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. they would they would play a video on the scoreboard set to uh, "Living on a Prayer" by by Bon Jovi, which yeah. would just be clips of Godzilla and Kong fighting each other <laughs> from that movie. It was it was epic. Um, I need to see that movie. It's I think it's hard to come by. At least it used to be because I think it was like one of those things where they're like. We don't really have the rights to King mm. Kong, but how can you not, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. So I'm excited about it for sure. I mean, it's certainly, again, I mean, not to harp on this, but geez, like this does not look like a movie I want to watch on my phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I got you. But uh, yeah, well, we'll see where we're at at that point and see. And and the director, um, is what's his name? Adam... It's not Adam Nygaard. Adam. Oh, I don't know. God. He's the guy who did You're Next. 
and uh, the guest. Okay. Yeah, those two movies are awesome. So okay. I, I have faith. You know, he's he's made like little. He he he's very much a horror movie director. Mm-hmm. And this is you know it's a monster movie. Yeah. But he doesn't do like epic big budget blockbuster horror movies he does like extremely small little mm-hmm. like slasher movies like he did that Blair Witch sequel and everything like that yeah oh so that's right it would be interesting to see him do a movie of this scale for sure because he's definitely a very talented director yeah okay. cool quick aside on those that 05 White Sox team I, I yeah. t- kind of don't remember I hate Scott Potsegnant I just want to put that out in the universe oh, he's the best yeah, really, I really dislike that player. Yeah, yeah, they, they had the whole campaign that year. Vote for Scott, you know, because uh, he was like the yeah. Oh my god, that was the best. Yeah, best thing ever. Best mm-hmm. thing. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So there were a ton of release date changes. Oh my god, yeah, twenty nine by my count. Whew. Yeah. Uh, basically, the big thing that happened was No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie, officially moved from April to October. And yeah. once that took its slot, everything else Got rearranged changed. everything around that. Yeah. So, um, so, so let's just run down these and and we'll we'll see see what all of them right. Okay. First off, Malcolm and Marie supposed to come out last Friday. Now mm-hmm. it's coming out this Friday. Why? Okay. I don't know, but it does reasons. <laughs> yeah. And and it actually will play in some theaters unlike most Netflix movies because mm-hmm. you know, it's the wild wild west now, right? Yes. So, you know, like I saw like Marcus Theaters is going to be showing in stuff like that. So, if you're in an area where, you know, the stars align, you might actually get to see it on the big screen. Okay. Uh other movies which are coming out next week, Nomadland is getting released exclusively in IMAX on on Friday the 29th, and then it'll be on both regular theaters and Hulu on February 19th. Excited about that one. I've like, I normally don't get excited for, for movies like that, but this one, I don't know. It just seems the most interesting and I'm kind of, I'm buying into the hype with this one. I I was lucky enough to see it, uh, a month or so ago and mm-hmm. it, it's good i mean it's okay. right now like the front runner for best picture mm-hmm. i wouldn't i'm not saying you're not gonna go that far no no okay. but i mean it wouldn't surprise me if it won but uh, francis mcdormand is really good in it and everything like that you know lots of cool sort of like real people playing themselves sort of mm-hmm. thing and the other thing which is just kind of interesting from a nerd perspective is that it's directed by chloe jaw whose next movie is Eternals. Okay. So it's kind of cool. And this is, I mean, as far from a Marvel movie as you could possibly imagine. It's, it's the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Like most of it is like improvised to some degree and stuff yeah. like that. Like I, I, I kind of wish that she would be able to take this style and apply it to a movie like Eternals. Like I'd mm-hmm. love to see what that looks like, but I'm sure it's just going to be kind of more Marvel-y, whatever. Likely. Yeah, but anyway. They have, they, they have a brand. They do have a brand, that's for sure. Um, so we also have uh, Apollo 11, the documentary, is getting re-released, I think, in IMAX yeah. theaters. Uh, they're calling it Apollo 11 Quarantine, and there's going to be an added uh, segment about how you know the astronauts had to 
live in quarantine for like a month or something like that after mm. they landed. Damn. Did, did you see the movie? Or? I did not. It's it's really good. I mean, it's okay. just base. It's a documentary, but what they did was they used all footage that was shot back in, like you know, as it happened. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, first trip to the moon, they they busted out the seventy millimeter cameras and everything, nice. and you know, it really does tell this whole story, but without like a narration or anything. It's all just bits and pieces of historical footage put together to tell the story of you know from them taking off to them landing and now i guess them in quarantine too it's really impressive uh, you know and and i imagine in imax it would be pretty pretty cool okay uh then we have saint maud coming out on the 29th which uh, we talked about uh last week and then February 26th, this is a new movie which was added, Night of the Kings. I don't know anything about it, but whatever. Same. Coming out February 26th. Okay. And the reason why it's coming out February 26th is because nobody moved to April 2nd. Now, <laughs> did you see the trailer for Nobody? No. It's it's by like the producers of John Wick, but it stars okay. Bob Oh Odenkirk. yeah, yeah, I have seen that one. Yeah. It it's looks basically pretty the cool, same thing. Right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, I, I I love that sort of, you know, because like Keanu Reeves, you think like, well, yeah, Keanu Reeves is John Wick, right? Mm-hmm. But like Bob Odenkirk, you're not like, oh, yeah, he's going to start kicking butt any minute now. Exactly. You know? it's, it kind of has like a, he has a, a John McClane vibe in the sense that like, it's like, is this, can this guy really do this? Can this guy really pull this off? Yep. Yep. I, I, th- I think that's going to be, that's going to be a pretty cool movie. Okay. But gonna have to wait a couple more months to see it uh then may 14th a new movie added the killing of two lovers i'm not sure about that one i don't know what's what's up with that um and then from april 2nd to june 11th see a lot of these like you know one moves and then there's just this domino effect yeah peter rabbit 2 the runaway is now going to come out june 11th (laughs) okay (laughs) uh cinderella this is the one with uh camila cabello Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, that was supposed to come out in February. Now it's coming out July 16th. Got to see her live once. She's good. Yeah? Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. I, I Yeah, I, I've, I've liked what I've seen of her. I'm not super familiar with her work, but... Yeah, yeah. she's good. Yeah. So uh, another movie which has just been added to the schedule is The Night House on July 16th. Um, it's a movie from Searchlight. Uh, the Tom Hanks sci-fi movie, Bios was supposed to come out in April. That's been pushed back to August 13th. Busy man, Tom Hanks. Yeah, I know. He keeps on making movies, right? Keeps on trucking. Yeah. The King's Man. That was the what was thought to be the first big release on March 12th. Mm-hmm. That's moved back five months to August 20th. This thing, it was supposed to come out like last february <laughs> i bet you they wished they were like man we should have released it last february but no yep. so so yeah this thing is going to be like 16 months late Dang. 18 months late something like that whatever i'm sure it'll be worth it right let's let's hope they say they're planning seven sequels oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then yeah it better be yeah all right, uh, A Quiet Place 2, that's another big one, which mm-hmm. just missed, like that was supposed to come the week 
after everything locked down, yeah. like March 20th. It was rescheduled and then rescheduled again for April. Now it's been pushed back to September 17th. Okay. So that's another one, which will be late by 18 months. So okay. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that one. Yeah, you, looking you, forward to seeing Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm. <laughs> you think that'll happen? I'm I'm crossing my fingers. That'd be amazing if it did. Yeah, I, I could see it. It'd be cool. Um, another sort of like lower budget thing from Searchlight has been added. Uh, September 24th, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And then um, the Adams Family sequel, the animated one. It was supposed to come out October 8th, and it's actually moving up a week to October 1st. Oh, okay. The reason being, on October 8th, is No Time to Die, the mm. James Bond movie. There it is. Uh, yeah, so that moved back six months, which I, I was thinking it was going to be November, so hey, we get it a month earlier than we thought. So Yeah, and, the, and they and they capture, they, they're, they get the whole Halloween month. Yeah. So actually, and, well, that's kind of smart for them. And... The other thing is, like, traditionally speaking, they would release, you know, James Bond movies at, like, Thanksgiving here in America. But over mm-hmm. in the UK, it would always come out, like, a month earlier in October. Interesting. Okay. This is the one which really bummed me out. Last Night in Soho, the new Edgar Wright movie, mm-hmm. it was supposed to come out April 23rd. It's now coming out October 22nd. Mm. Which, okay, it's a horror movie, Halloween, mm. fine, but damn, I can't wait to see that movie. I mean, Baby Driver just, I mean, that was one of my absolute Baby Driver was really movies. good. Yeah, so I can't wait to see what he does next, but looks like I'm going to have to. So He does have a documentary coming out. It's uh, part of the Sundance Film Festival. It's on the Sparks Brothers. Okay. And uh, that is coming out... Um, in just a couple of weeks as part of the Sundance festival, I, I do have a virtual ticket to see that, but nice. I have a feeling last night in Soho will be better. Uh, another movie, which is following in the footsteps of last night in Soho, uh, Ron's gone wrong was supposed to come out April 23rd. Now that's coming out uh, October 22nd too. Hmm. No, why not? And then one, which people have been really looking forward to uh, for a long time now, Antlers, uh, which is a horror movie by uh, that guy, Scott Cooper, who did, um, what was the name of the movie with, uh, where it's like Jeff Bridges is like a country singer. And this thing looks really freaky. I don't know. Kind okay. of like high-end horror, but it's coming out October 29th. Okay. Another really big one, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Supposed to come out June 11th. Now it's November 11th. It's kind of a bummer, you it know? It is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that movie looks cool, but I guess, well, I don't know. I guess they had to make room for other stuff. I mean, when they pushed back everything, Peter Rabbit, I mean, releasing Peter Rabbit in June and then Ghostbusters in November, I guess that makes sense if that's what you're going to do. Yeah. I don't know. And Nightmare Alley, the new Guillermo del Toro movie, has been mm-hmm. given a date, December 3rd. Well, I'll definitely kind of mark that date off because I... I enjoy his stuff a lot. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, Blade 2, I still say, is his best yep. movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you look at like Hellboy and everything. and uh, I love his Hellboy. Shape of Water was good. Yeah, all that stuff. Even Mimic, you know? Yeah, oh God, Mimic. <laughs> his first American movie. Oh, that's a callback right there. Yeah. Morbius, poor Morbius. We were just talking last week about how it we got pushed sure back were. to October. 
Now, of course, they're like, October 8th, the date is ours. And then Bond is like, nope, <laughs> nope. that's our date. So Morbius <laughs> moving to January 21st, 2022. Ugh, so oh, sad. well. Yeah. And Uncharted, a movie which I'm sure exists and we will see at some point. No mm. doubt in my mind that this movie, which has been in development for like 17 years, will eventually see the light of day. It's uh, been pushed back from July to February 11th, 2022. Okay. Um, and then we've got two new movies which are just added to the schedule. Michael Bay's Ambulance on February 18th. They oh say Lord. it's like speed, but with an ambulance. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. It's going to be the best movie ever. I cannot <laughs> wait. And March 17th, 2023, a movie that uh, the world has been begging for. I mean, you watch you watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and you think, "Where did Willy Wonka come from?" Well, now, now we'll find out. March seventeenth, twenty twenty three, Wonka. See, that's not the movie that I wanted to see. If if I wanted another movie in that in that universe, we need we need the the Grandpa Joe origin. That's what we need. That'd be good yeah. because that lazy dude. We need to find out how he ended up getting bedridden or, and then decided to stay bedridden. And then the thought of chocolate makes him spring up and actually start doing something when everybody else in that family was doing everything for him. Yeah. Uncle Uncle Joe, I mean, Grandpa Joe is the villain of that movie. Don't at me. I, 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 don't, I don't get that movie. I don't get the original. <laughs> I saw the Tim Burton one and I was like, this is fine. You know, can't say that I ever want to see it again. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I just don't get it. I'm it's all sorry. good. Yeah, Grandpa Joe's the villain, though. Okay, all right. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Wonka and and Grandpa Joe will, will will face off in this prequel. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. No, it wouldn't. It, no, it, it actually <laughs> wouldn't. But. <laughs> And four movies have been removed from the, the schedule entirely, and who knows what will happen to them. Uh, Bob's Burgers, which was supposed to come out April 9th, that's gone. They're, now, they're you know, a Bob's Burgers movie? Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's been, it was supposed to be out already, you know? And oh. they've, ta they've talked to the creator, and they're like, so what's the deal? Hulu? You know, because like yeah, with just, these Fox movies, it's just like... Just put that on now. <laughs> yeah, and he said like, no, no, it's coming out in theaters because we've already got a bunch of Bob's Burgers on TV. You know, we, the whole idea is to have it Bob's Burgers on the big screen. So okay, you know, who knows what will happen with that, but he might not have the final say in that matter. That's very true. Um, Dark Harvest was supposed to be September 24th. That's now off the schedule. Luck was supposed to be February 18th, 2022. And that's off the schedule. And Spellbound was Spellbound was supposed to be November eleventh, twenty twenty two, and that's off the schedule. So I'm wondering if maybe those are like going to Netflix or something. Who knows, right? Yeah. I mean, why would you pull something that's, you know, a year and a half away or you know almost two years away? Yeah. I mean, those last two movies are Paramount movies, and you know where they could be going. They could be going to Paramount Plus. They could very well be going to Paramount Plus. Which is the new sort of streaming <laughs> app from Paramount, mm -hmm. uh, which is officially launching now on March 4th. Yeah. I, 
I can't really wrap my head around it because <laughs> it's basically a rebranding of CBS All Access. Oh, yes. Which makes sense because like CBS All Access, it, you know, you, you tell people like, oh, you should watch Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, 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 what's it on? Oh, it's on CBS All Access. They're oh. like, CBS? Yeah. And you're like, no, CBS All Access. Uh-huh. Like, what's that? And it's like, well, it's a streaming service. You have to pay for it. Like, I can't just go to my TV and put on, you know, Channel 11? And they're like, no. Right. And it's like, you say CBS, <laughs> you say like, I want to watch Star Trek. Okay, well, what else can you get on CBS All Access? Oh, well, you can get uh, NCIS mm-hmm. uh, and... and um, Mom yeah. and the Big Bang Theory. Right. And it's like... You, <laughs> Okay, then, you know, I guess you're you're not doing that, right? Exactly. But, like, I was, you know, chatting with some of my friends who are, like, film nerds, right? And they're, like, Paramount Plus, right? And they're, like, ooh, Paramount Plus, the home of the Godfather? Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll sign up for Paramount Plus. Yeah. And, it, and I say, like, oh, well, it's just, like, CBS All Access, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're, like, oh, great. Then I'll finally get to watch Star Trek. And it's like, well, you could do that now. This is like literally the same thing, but whatever. So I guess, you know, marketing works, right? I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I, I will say that their logo is very snazzy. I, I'm, I'm really digging the, it's like blue with just like a very simple, like Paramount, like, you know, the big mountain thing and mm-hmm. everything like that. It's probably it's, the it, nicest logo. Well, it's very, it's very much like the Disney Plus logo. Yep. That's true. And when, when, when did Plus become the thing? Who was the first Plus? Uh, was, it, was it ESPN? I think it was ESPN. Yeah, trendsetters. They, they are. But yeah. again, who are they owned by? So technically, Disney. it was Disney. But they did it first. <laughs> technically. Yep. Yep. I mean, I'm excited about it. I, apparently, they're going to have like a big reveal on February 24th, where they're going to announce like everything that, and and they're restructuring some stuff like that show Yellowstone mm-hmm. because they have a Paramount network now, right? Okay. But it's like a couple of mini series, like Yellowstone or whatever TV shows, and then it's like a lot of older movies, and okay. they're going to like kind of rework everything so like yellowstone will be on paramount plus uh the guy who who does does yellowstone he's got a new show like a spy show which is going to be on there and then of course you got your star trek stuff and all that stuff but then um they're also i think going to really beef up the catalog so you will be able to get you know the godfather and top gun and and all this stuff okay uh, on there uh you know you know what they need to put on there though what's that they need to put that Nickelodeon catalog on there. Oh, I, I, that, I think they are. Okay. So, because yeah. that, because honestly, that is what will get a lot of people excited. Yeah. And, and I think they're, they're slowly starting with that. Like, I, I saw a thing where they're like, 256 episodes of Double Dare are now available on CBS All Access. Man, I'm telling you, if, if I find out that if Guts is on there, I'm signing up day of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also hope that. You know, because the other thing that you can do is you can watch like the local CBS channel on there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Which is great. I'm hoping that they add Nickelodeon and MTV to that, especially Nickelodeon, because we've got Star Trek Prodigy, the new animated series, Mm -hmm. which is going to be on Nickelodeon uh, this year. Yeah. And if they're able to do that, like somehow integrate it where it's like, you know, because right now that's kind of like this thing which is just out there where it's like all of cb all of star trek is streaming 
but then Prodigy is going to be on Nickelodeon here, and it's like, am I going to have to sign up for YouTube TV for yeah sixty five bucks just to watch Prodigy, mm-hmm. or are you going to stick it on this app? I mean, why yeah. wouldn't they? They've got they've got NFL games on the CBS. Yeah, CPS, all again, that like that. again, yeah, and and well, not only that, but like now, like you know, they they did the thing with <laughs> with Nickelodeon, so like that's yeah. another thing they can kind of tap into. Um, but that would be interesting because, like, again, if they if they tap into to Nickelodeon, that's a whole new audience, right? And that's a whole new, you know, especially like for parents, that's a whole new you know stream of income for them to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also. Uh, another fandom that can kind of go into this that they can kind of use and put on there is uh like is Power Rangers because Power Rangers is on Netflix but it's leaving at the end of 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 January and a bunch of Power Rangers was on Nickelodeon and so they could definitely fold that in there if if they needed a place for that show because I know people um myself obviously but like uh, but other people as well like you know that that's something that they're looking for, you know, is like, you know, like where are all these, like, you know, there's a lot of people I'm sure that have like their fandoms on different apps. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'm just kind of, you're, and you're just kind of constantly thinking, it was like, where is it going to go once it leaves X place? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing happened like with, you know, Avatar, the last airbender when they finally brought it back to Netflix. But if, if the, it's on Nickelodeon and it's a Nickelodeon show and, and Paramount ends up getting it, it could leave and go to there. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, who knows? Yeah. And, and they are, I mean, I know that Nickelodeon is going to play a big part in their plans. They've got mm-hmm. like a little Nickelodeon, you know, button or whatever. And the other thing, like one of the very first uh, movies, which was pulled from release uh, back when the whole pandemic started was the new SpongeBob movie. Mm-hmm. And the reason was because they're holding on to it to release it on Paramount Plus, you know, make that like a premiere event sort of Mm -hmm. thing. So, you know, I I certainly think that they are going after that that demographic. They have to expand because CBS is known as the old people network, right? It is. The people who don't subscribe to apps, right? That's correct. So you need to do something to sort of diversify it. They're the people in that commercial with the dude teaching people, like, you know, uh, to not be like their parents. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> That's what that is. Exactly, exactly. So Remember, they're not programs. They're TV shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even consider the fact that they might raise the price on this until mm-hmm. they said, we're going to be announcing the price on February 24th, and I'm like... Yeah. God, am I going to have to like unsubscribe from? Because that's like one of the few where I keep it like year round, just because mm-hmm. I want access to Star Trek year round. Yeah. You know, I might have to drop that thing until new Star Trek comes around <laughs> to see. I don't know. Well, we'll have more information in about a month, so that's cool. Okay. So speaking of uh, relaunched apps, mm-hmm. DC Universe Infinite just launched. Yes. Do you have this? I do not. I I might get it uh, yeah. because I'm I'm too much of an old school person, especially when it comes to comic books. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to read it on a, read them on an app. I like the feeling of the book in my hand. Yeah. Um, and if they had you know the shows and stuff on there, like the old DC Universe app, then, then that might be a little bit more um, enticing. But all that stuff's now on HBO Max. So yeah. I I mean, for somebody like myself, it's going to be hard to convince me to get that app to read comics on when I visit my local store every week to pick up physical copies of books. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, 
my my, my heart is in the uh, you know buying the physical books thing. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is just, and it's the same with movies. It's just like I don't have anywhere to put them, you know. <laughs> and I'm I'm much more likely to read comics if I can just read them on like an an iPad or whatever. Okay, you know. So, and I've tried that multiple times. Like I started reading the new Fifty Two and everything like that. The thing that appeals to me about this, and I did have the app uh, when it did have the TV stuff because of mm-hmm. Harley Quinn and everything. Um, the thing that appeals to me about this is the idea of being able to read new stuff, you know, six months after it comes out. Yeah. And for like eight bucks a month or whatever, like basically the cost of like two comics, mm-hmm. that could be worth it to me. I don't necessarily know that I'm going to sign up right now. Yeah. Because the relaunch of the line is happening like right now, right? Mm-hmm. Which have you been reading that stuff, or is it out? A couple. Oh no, it, it's out. I haven't. I'm I'm waiting to read them in in a row because like right. I thought that I thought that like with Future State, for example, like because that's what this month was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that all of them were going to be available. Like all 24 titles were going to be available that first week, and then the second week they, we get the rest of them. You know, because a lot of them are either like you know two or three. Uh, chapter miniseries right but no it's like they all like they kind of staggered the releases of them and Mm -hmm. so i was just like well i want to read all of them (laughs) like in one sitting so i've i was holding off on my report on the success of that until i i'd read them so we'll get that i'll give you that guy that listeners in february okay all right i mean i think like maybe maybe I'll, i'll keep an eye on it like when all of like dark knight's death metal or whatever it's called is out maybe mm. that's when i'll sign up and okay. you know i mean one thing which is annoying i mean it doesn't really impact me personally but you know they've pulled it from apple tv which makes sense because they don't have the the you know tv component of it anymore but also it's not going to be available on like amazon tablets anymore wow like wh- why i mean i'm sure it's a licensing thing yeah but like you can still read it on your iPad, but that's seems like it's really limiting their yeah. audience, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can get an Amazon tablet for like ten bucks, whatever. Yeah. You know, they're like super cheap compared to like an iPad. So, oh yeah, uh, that's kind of frustrating. But I agree. Whatever. I'm excited. Like I'm excited about reading these comics. I don't know the six month delay. I don't think it really matters because I don't. You know. Like, I don't hang out in a comic book store anymore, so you don't have that. I mean, although everything would be spoiled, you know, the minute the first customer would walk in. Well, what's, <laughs> what's, what's your comic book store? You say you still go there on a weekly basis? I do, yeah. Uh, shout out to Bedrock City Comics. Cool. Yeah, mine was One Stop Comics in, uh, okay. in Oak Park, Illinois. They were the best. Nice. I mean, I, I worked there for years and everything, and it wasn't, it was literally like being in the movie Clerks, you know? Okay. I mean, like we we had signs hanging up all over the place before, before the movie came out. You know, nice saying things like uh, it would be foolhardy to threaten us with the removal of your patronage. We don't care, like things <laughs> like that. You know, <laughs> okay. And it was it was just this really fun atmosphere, and I, I miss that. I miss that more than the comics, to be honest. But you know, my store is uh, the guys are cool there, and you know, it's it's 
they're pretty chill. They're all civil. They don't spoil anything. Uh, they'll, <laughs> they'll talk to you. The, they, the, the, re, the repeat customers and the, the loyal customers, they know who they are. And like for me, for example, like when I walk in, there's somebody, they're like, hey, what's up? And, they, and somebody immediately goes and gets my box. Like, yeah. it, like, I don't even like I don't even have to, to say what number I am. They just go back and get it. And yep. They they know that I go and look at the all the other new releases and then they tell me what you know, somebody asked me, like what I th- thought of, you know, last week's what fill in the blank, you know, so th- th- they're good about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely how, how it was at one stop, too. I mean, to this day, there will be times where I'm like walking around town or I'm at Target or something like that. And I'll be like. There's there's scary Gary. Oh, you know, like I, I guess I still know everybody's name. You know, <laughs> of course they have a nickname. Um, of course, and like it, it's funny because like I have, I mean I have nicknames for for the people that work there, but like they don't know that I have nicknames for them. Yeah. Um, so the only person who knows the, the other nicknames is, uh, is is Zach. Shout out to Zach because we go to the same store, so <laughs> we call them the same thing. We we had um like because most of the customers you know we'd pull their books for them or whatever but we had two guys who came in and would buy like literally everything but they didn't have like subscriptions they would just come in early and buy all their stuff and it's like mm-hmm. well these are our two best customers and yet we don't know their names right yeah so there was like one guy and we're like what what's what what, what what's your name you know what and and my coworkers like we'll call you Fritz and he's like okay. And then the other guy came in, and he would always wear a Superman cap. Awesome. So, so we called him Super Fritz. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, fun times. Yep. Oh, well. But I'm still probably going to get the app instead of buying books. So sorry, everybody. It's all good. <laughs> so new DC television mm-hmm. coming out uh, next month, Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dropped a trailer for this. What yeah. did you think about this trailer? Look good. It looked interesting, and aesthetically, it looks very much in the same vein as uh, Man of Steel. Now, you know, like I like it, it's interesting because like the script had like leaked like you know way earlier, and people have you know read the script for the pilot, and the reception for that was not very good. And then we see this trailer. And first of all, like what we see in the trailer is like this is like what we see is like this is going to be a very different Superman story. And it's a very different type of Superman story that we've gotten in the past. So I'm excited for that. Um, now, I'm, I am a little wary con- con- given that I'm not sure if they made changes to the script since because uh, from the parts that I read, I was like, Ugh. Uh, so we'll see because we have been fooled by trailers before. So. I'll just, you know, I, I hope it's good because, you know, again, like I'm a stand for the, the Arrowverse and this is still part of it. So I hope it's good because this is, you know, it's something I've spent a lot of time and continues to, to invest a lot of time in. So, and I'm going to be watching it anyway. So the, the hope is that it's good. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was obviously a little confused, you know, kind of out of context or whatever. I, I'm in, I guess, season three of Supergirl right now. So mm-hmm. I've only seen Superman a couple times. Yeah. So far. But wasn't his introduction great though? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. 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 Um you know And and like his his actual introduction, not like the BS we got in Supergirl season one. Right, where you are like, we're not gonna show his face and then yeah. season two they're like, ah, screw it. You know S- screw it. We have Superman <laughs> the pilot. And we're like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's weird because like 
the point where I'm at right now, Superman seems very much sort of like, I mean, the little that we've seen of him, mm-hmm. it lines up with the traditional take on Superman, right? Yes. There is a Lois, you know, are they involved? I guess they are at this point. They are. But, mm-hmm. you know, this one, I mean, it looks like a massive time jump. And I'm sure that there's probably all sorts of whatever with crisis or whatever. Yeah. Which, you know, don't tell me about it. I'll, I'll, I'll see it. Okay. But uh, watching the trailer, I'm like, wow, you know, they're like in Smallville with like, you know, teenage kids and, and everything <laughs> yeah and it's like well this is you know certainly a radical departure from what we see but it is kind of cool to see him in like another place in his life you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you think about like what's considered to be some of the best superman stories whether it's uh kingdom come or whatever happened to the man of tomorrow or whatever and it's mm-hmm. that kind of like okay, reflective, older Superman, and that seems to be kind of what we're getting here. A little bit. I was a little surprised, and maybe this is just the trailer, but the aspect ratio is like widescreen. That's mm-hmm. an un- I don't think they've ever done that. In the- they haven't, no. So, but and I, it, I think they're making a concerted effort to make sure that people pay attention and, and they're going to make a concerted effort to make this good because this is the, you know, like after you know the pandemic and everything this is like they want to have they want to start stuff off with a bang kind of because yeah. flash doesn't start until like a month later well, and yeah. that's the other component of this story is yeah. or, originally it was going to be like flash and superman and lois like back to back premieres mm-hmm. on february 23rd but now they're expanding the premiere of superman and lois to an hour and a half with like a little yeah. half hour like superman's the best documentary you mm-hmm. know and now Flash is coming out a week later on yep. like March second or whatever. Yep, it is. on my birthday, so that better hey. be good. Don't, All don't. right. So, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, but no, but like yeah, we get an we get an old school premiere for Superman and Lois, right? Yeah. Like you know, because like you know, back in the day, like pilot episodes used to like for these types of shows, like for genre TV and everything, used to be like two hours. It was like a movie. They were an event. Yeah. So good on them for doing it. Yeah, that's what that's what they did with Lois and Clark back in the mm-hmm. day. They had the two hour premiere. I don't know who 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 decided the schedule for for at least season one of of Lois and Clark was. I, I don't I don't understand this, but and here in Chicago is even worse. But Lois and Clark and Sequest, Sequest, they aired at the exact same time every mm. week, Sunday night at seven o'clock. And in Chicago, it was even worse because the other thing which aired Sunday night at 7 o'clock was Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Dang. And it's like, I want to watch all three of these. (laughs) I only have two VCRs, right? So I would record Lois and Clark, I would watch Sequest Live, and then I would catch the replay of Deep Space Nine like a week later, which that's just insane that I was like... That's I'll wait. Crazy. I'll wait for Deep Space Nine. What? Dang! Deep Space Nine is clearly the best of those shows. But oh yeah, by far, <laughs> by like by a country mile. Like <laughs> it's not even close. But I do have a soft spot in my heart for for both Lois and Clark and Sequest. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll have to see what they do with Superman and Lois. But yeah, um, looks cool. Looks cool. It did surprise me though that they were so. I mean, like you were saying, kind of leaning into the Man of Steel aesthetic. Yeah. Like, it seems like the TV shows have tried to, like, distance themselves from the movies. Well, not only that, like, I don't think, like, necessarily try to distance themselves, but I think they were already kind of established as being different. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So that's an interesting choice. So we'll see what they do with it. 
And and I mean, certainly, you know, DC seems to be very aware of like brand confusion and everything like that mm-hmm. to the point that, you know, there's a Batgirl movie in the works. So they've said like, you can't use Barbara Gordon in TV shows and mm-hmm. stuff. But? But <laughs> they just announced <laughs> that they've cast uh, Barbara Gordon in Titans. So, uh, DC, what are we doing? Yeah, Savannah Welch is going yeah. to play Barbara Gordon, and it sounds like now Titans I haven't seen at all. And while yeah. I, I'm interested in it, I'm like, let me just focus on the Arrowverse right now. This mm-hmm. isn't part of the Arrowverse, I will get to this later on, but let me just get through this one thing first, okay. right? Mm-hmm. But now they're moving. The show from San Francisco to Gotham City? Because she's there. Okay. Is that is that a spoiler? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I guess. I, I mean, it makes <laughs> sense that that's why they would do it because that's, I mean, she, because she's there because she's apparently going to be commissioner yes. in this. Yeah. Which is um, cool. You know, that I mean, is cool. That's a, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the cool thing is like, you know, Savannah Welch is a, uh, handy capable person. She has one leg. And so that's, that's interesting that she's playing a character that is, you know, famous for being, you know, being disabled, you know, mm-hmm. so like, and she's in a wheelchair, but, you know, and part of her strength is that, you know, she doesn't let that stop her. She's still a hero in her own right. And so that's pretty cool that like they've been and pretty progressive that they're going to have, you know, this iconic character be in a lot of ways, her iconic self as being in, in a wheelchair, but also like kind of adding a little bit to her by making her commissioner like her father was, but also like how she was in Batman Beyond because she was the commissioner in Batman Beyond. Yeah, she was. Yeah. So it's uh, interesting. That's, yeah, that's definitely cool. I, I, I didn't realize that, but I mean, it, it's not surprising because uh, the Berlanti shows have always been very progressive. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of cool that they're doing that. Yeah. yeah. My only concern is that this is happening on Titans because I've seen Titans and <laughs> it's, it's an interesting bag of quality because there's some things about Titans that I really, really enjoy. But overall I'm like saying it chief, but like mm-hmm. there's, there's stuff like in between and there's, there's little things in the middle. That's just like, that was pretty cool. Like there's something in every episode. That's just like, good for you. You did that right. But like overall, it's just like, what do we do? What do we do? It's yeah. weird. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, it, it's it's intriguing to me that it's a bit like a bit of a harder edge than the Arrowverse and everything. In 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 a lot of ways, yes, but in a lot of ways, no. <laughs> which is yeah. which which was very odd when I was watching it because that's all I heard like about it because I, I yeah because I only the... I only recently watched Titans and okay. so when I when I finally did watch it, I was just like, wait, this is what people were talking about? Well, they, they made their, they went out of their way to, you know, sort of like say that, right? I yes. mean, in the very first trailer, you've got Robin yes. saying F Batman, and it's uh-huh. like... Which happens were, within the first five minutes of the show, by the way. <laughs> it's not surprising, you know? They're like, we're different, we're edgy. Yeah, we're hardcore. Yeah, HBO Max. Yeah. Oh, it's like, well. uh, okay. <laughs> Well, you you know what else might be coming to HBO Max? Mm-hmm. Batman the Animated Series. All right. Now, here, this is what we need to be excited about, ladies and gentlemen, because, yeah. like, as much as I dunk on, like, I love DC, right? But, and I dunk on them hard a lot, but that's, on, but that's only because I am passionate <laughs> about 
these characters that I've spent my life uh, loving. And so the anim- Batman the Animated Series and the, and the subsequent DCAU that followed, right, is the best thing that DC has done in their entire history. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Like, it's the, it's the highest quality stuff that they've ever done. And it's the best, like, like it's, it right now is on a, it's, it is on a pedestal all to itself. That is the apex. And if they're going to bring this back and they're going to have it with the original team and all that stuff, I'm here for it. Let's go. Cause like, th- like this is, this is what it is. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I don't think it's as good as like the Nolan stuff or whatever, but I will say oh, that. Oh, it's better. Okay. It's, it's not, but I will say <laughs> it is the quintessential Batman, right? Yes. This is the Batman upon which you base all other Batmans. It is, it is the, the perfect amalgamation of everything that has come before, uh, in order to say like, well, like this is the baseline. This is who Batman is, you know? Kevin Conroy is is the voice, right? He's of Batman. Goat. That's that's what he is. And you know, the the original team, obviously that's great. I I'm assuming that they're coming back because they're all still doing it to some extent or another, mm-hmm. right? I mean Yeah, they just they there's a you know, Batman the Avengers continues comics mm-hmm. that they brought back and they even, you know, kind of dealt with, you know, a Jason Todd thing who was not in the animated series when they found a way to, to kind of incorporate him, which I thought was kind of interesting. And and they did it in the animated series way. Cause of course they're not going to do, you know, what the, the actual Jason Todd thing in animation, but you know, to given what they had, they, they did a pretty good job with it. I thought, yeah, you know that they're going to adapt all of those. That's going to be like the first thing they do on the show is start adapting those comics. Oh, you know? no, but yeah, that's, 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 that's number one. And and those are all written by what like Paul Dini and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you know that they're going to come back. Bruce Tim is still doing like the animated movies, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. like all these people who are just sort of like a Jason Barnett, yeah, all those right. guys. What are, are they going to be like? No, no, we're not going to come back to do the thing that made us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of nah, course they're, be like, they're coming back, yeah, right? It's just like, no, nah, this is our stuff. Yeah, and, and they're you know they're going LFG. Yeah, and and I can see them like I, I would be really into them adding new talent to the mix as well. You know, mm. get, like people who have grown up on this or whatever. I mean, this news broke on on the the podcast that uh, Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin do, and mm. Fat you know, Man on Batman. Yeah, yeah. Now now it's Fat Man Beyond. You know? Ah, yeah. Um, I love but, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and you know. It was like one of those things where Bernardin's like, oh, I heard something. And then Smith was like, I didn't hear anything. And very <laughs> clearly became that he talked to someone because he's friends with all those guys. Yeah, right? of course. And he's like, this is like, it's 100% happening, you mm-hmm. know? And I mean, like just thinking about like those two guys, I mean, both of them, I mean, Kevin Smith, obviously, you know, but Mark Bernardin is is a fantastic writer himself. He's yes, he is. He's you know got the new. I mean, he did Alphas and everything, and now he's on the new Picard show, and he's doing uh, the new He Man show with Kevin mm-hmm. Smith and everything. I'd love to see his take on on Batman animated. You know, yeah. There's so many people out there who you could get. I mean, you get some of these like Ber- Berlanti people that come mm-hmm. on or whatever, or comic book people like you know, bring on like Scott Snyder or something to do yeah, an episode to, to, to do like what the court of owls thing or whatever. Yeah. Again, which I've the, still like, never read. 
again, seriously, like there's there's been stuff that has happened since that show, you know, ended that they can that, that has happened to Batman that they can put in animation like in like in and actually do it correctly right because mm-hmm. like you know people have been clamoring for some sort of court of owls content since the that run ended and what a better way to do it than to do it in the animated series you could pretty much do it exactly as is yeah yeah that would be awesome i can't wait i mean there's no reason not to do this it's I what agree. everybody wants yes it's going to be a lot cheaper than like half the stuff that they're doing you know yeah yeah, and it's gonna and it's gonna you know continue to prove my point of 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 re, reassuring everybody of who's the top dog in mm-hmm. this thing. This is this is MJ's facts. I'm back. This is what this is. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, that's awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. The only the only thing that like that kind of saddens me about this is that uh, Dwayne McDuffie is not alive to to be part of this. Yeah. That that's what sucks because he was a he was a instrumental voice on all of that stuff in the DCAU and some of the best stories and some of and likely a lot of your favorite episodes of those of the DCAU were written by Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah. Yeah. And he did that the la- I mean I think it was the last thing he he did was the Crisis on Two Earths mm-hmm. movie. Uh, yeah. that, that was that was pretty good. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, that's not the only animated uh, property which is in the works. Yeah. Uh, Robert Rodriguez uh, just revealed that he's working on an animated series for From Dusk Till Dawn, mm-hmm. which just celebrated his 25th anniversary, uh, like, last week. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wow, it's really been 25 years? Yeah, yeah. You're old. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um uh, now, did you, they they did a live action show which lasted like three seasons, uh, and Rodriguez did it himself. And uh, did did you watch that or I did not. No, I, I've seen like the first three episodes, and and I want to see more. It's not that I you know didn't like it. It's just I don't have you know time. But the mm-hmm. thing which really seemed interesting to me, like the, what they were doing with it. I mean, they were definitely like expanding on the mythology and everything, but it wasn't like a sequel to you know the movie or whatever what they seem to be doing at least in season one was telling the story of the movie but doing it over like you know 13 episodes or whatever Mm -hmm. it was so like you know that movie opens with that scene in the liquor store which is like one of the best scenes in you know movie history if you ask me yeah yeah and the pilot for from dusk till dawn was literally just that scene that's awesome just spread out over an hour you know okay and Rodriguez directed it himself and everything like that. And it was really cool. And, you know, they certainly changed things and everything and, you know, really like introduced like the, the vampire element, you know, earlier and everything. But mm-hmm. it, it worked really well. And so I'm excited to, to see the rest of that. And I'm also excited to see this in animated form because it's certainly a property which lends itself to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that's going to be pretty cool. I agree. Yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, other properties which are launching into television shows and everything, Game of Thrones, once again, supposedly, whatever, getting a, another series. I know there was one which they shot a pilot with like Naomi Watts and that got mm-hmm. rejected, right? Okay. And then they've got the other one which is starting up like I think around this time next year. The House of Dragons? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Did you watch Game of Thrones? No, I watched like the first three episodes. Okay, I'll 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 get to the rest. Okay, something happened. Like I, well, it was it was the day that the series ended. I'm like 
not I'm like this would be a good day to start watching Game of Thrones. And I mm-hmm. did. And I watched like three episodes and then something happened, something dropped or something like that, like mm-hmm. as a surprise. And I'm like, oh, well, screw Game of Thrones. I'm watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it was. And I just never went back. I, I haven't been able to get into it yet. Okay. But y- you watched it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You're, you're, you're a fan? Oh, yeah. No, I, I love the show. Um, it's it's unfortunate that it, it, it ended... Uh, the way it did because again like this was like a this was a cultural phenomenon for like a decade right Mm -hmm. and then like the fact that like we've heard basically kind of nothing about it there's been no like discourse there's been no like oh man remember when type of stuff with it because like it the the finale just kind of left it like a bad taste in your mouth Mm -hmm. like it's like basically you know another sports reference here for the few people who listening who can appreciate this uh game of thrones like their run was like the 73 and 9 warriors it's like all this amazing stuff right in 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 the regular season breaking records like doing all this type of stuff get to the playoffs a little bit of adversity you you overcome a 3-1 lead you get a 3-1 lead in the finals and then you blow it like that's what that's kind of what this was it's like lots of good stuff right but but unfortunately the only thing that people are going to remember is that they screwed up the ending Yep. Yep. Uh, it's, it's definitely true. I mean, I hear that from a lot of people and I really want to see this thing and see like, cause I mean, there was that similar backlash with like Sopranos, you know? Yes. And I was like, Hey, that, that, that ending's not bad. It um, wasn't bad. It was just weird. Yeah. And, and also I think it was out of character for the show. I think yeah. it was the big problem. Like you put that in like any other show. I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. You know, but there was like some sort of like, I don't know precision to to Sopranos, which seemed lacking in that last season. Yeah, no, I agree. Whatever. Look, like I say all the time, finales are hard, though, right? Yeah. It's it's it. They're hard to land. I mean, not everything can be Mad Men. Yeah, yeah. Deep Space Nine, still yeah. one of the best. You know, mm-hmm. all good things. Like all I mean, good like things. yeah, it's 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 hard. It's hard to land them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely true. Well, they've got a new show in the works, uh, a prequel called Tales of uh, Dunk and Egg. Yeah, the second prequel, because uh, the other one, the, the Targaryen show, but the House of Dragons, that's already kind of in in production, is yeah. a prequel as well. It sounds like this one, it sounds like that one takes place like thousands of years or something yes. before, mm-hmm. and this one's like maybe like, like what, like a hundred years before mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. Okay. Now, this is based on like a series of novellas. Um, mm-hmm. Have you read those? Uh, not those, no. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Dunk and Egg, that makes it sound like kind of a more lighthearted comedic thing. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, who knows? But like, I mean, the characters involved are, you know, Sir Duncan and, uh, Aegon Targaryen, who there's a big twist. Well, not necessarily a twist, but there's, he's, he's, he's an important reveal Mm -hmm. in, in, in the show. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Okay. So, uh, so the characters are important, but, uh, the title is you're right. It's kind of mis- misleading. It's just like, oh, the misadventures of Sir Duncan and and Egon is like that's not how they were kind of pre- presented to us in the show. So, mm-hmm. and the show is not presented as like oh mi- light light misadventures. Like it's it's not that at all. Yeah. Um, to to quote one of the characters in this, and he's like, if you think this has a happy ending, you're sadly mistaken. <laughs> like <laughs> like you know, shout out to you know dead Ramsey Bolton. Uh, so you know, we'll see. Okay. All right. 
I think this is probably ways off. I mean, they didn't like announce it or anything. Yeah. It was leaked and, you know, so who knows. But uh, something to look forward to, especially since like the one which is like already like shot isn't coming out for another year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this one is going to be years and years down the road. But Yeah. Yeah. But you know what's not years and years down the road? And thank God for that. <laughs> Bridgerton has been uh, renewed for a second season on Heck good old yes. Netflix. Yeah. Heck, I'm so excited. I honestly do not, like, ep- like my excitement for, for Bridgerton being renewed is just as high as my excitement for Batman the Animated Series. That's how wow. much I love Bridgerton. Like, wow. this show is so good. <laughs> Like I can't like I can't like I'm I'm legit obsessed. I might read these books. Like I want more of this content. Cool. I I still haven't seen it. Um, it's awesome. Okay. All right. I mean I I don't I don't I don't doubt that at all. But uh, you know there's a I mean I I just I there's too much TV for me to. There watch. is too much. Yeah. I I gotta like have like I think now like there's since there's so much and like we can't go to movies like we have mm-hmm. to like you have to like legit plan out. Like what show you're gonna watch when, and what movies you're gonna watch when, because we're all just kind of here and not you know doing anything. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, like you know, people still have to work and do stuff, so you can't just kind of sit around and just, just watch stuff all day. Yeah. Like I fi- like I you know I finally got a chance this week to watch uh, One Night in Miami. Really good. Oh, yeah. Highly recommend. Awesome, and right? yeah, oh yeah. And so you know, and then you know, maybe like either this week or next week, I'll I'll get to to lock down and like, I'll get to, like, I'll get the stuff that's on my list, but it's just like, it's going to take a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like more shows being made now than like ever in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, when they drop them all, you know, at, at once, it's like, yeah. ah, you know, I mean, that's like kind of like one of the things with like WandaVision. I'm like, well, this is something I can deal with this. I can deal with a half once an hour a week. A week yeah. Right. But exactly. like, I'm still like stuck in like the, the Netflix sh- shows that they did. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I basically watched like one or two episodes of Luke Cage. Right. Okay. And there's just something daunting about like, I got to get through all of these, you know? And I like, yeah. I really want to watch it, yeah. but I'm just like, like almost like frozen. And like, like I find myself, it happened this morning where I'm like, I have an hour. I could watch an episode of a TV show. Well, what do I watch? I've got like literally billions of TV shows to watch. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's uh, so I'll much just, stuff. I'll, I'll just surf the internet for an hour instead. Exactly, you, you know, exactly. And that's what you end up doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however, you know, with Bridgerton, though, back to the point here. Yeah. I will not wait. I will. <laughs> I will that that that, get, that will get priority. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Well, I'll maybe maybe I'll check that out next time. I have an hour when I don't know what to watch. I'll watch the pilot of Bridgerton. Oh, you're you're gonna need you're gonna need a couple of hours because you're gonna want to watch the second episode. It's that good. I'm yeah, you, yeah. You're gonna okay. get hooked. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we shall see. Well, that's pretty much it for this week. More more stuff that that's in the, it's it's so weird because there's so many things like in the planning stages, mm-hmm. and I just feel like and I know like production is starting on some of these things, but like once things open back up, it just seems like everyone is ready and then they're just going to like just it's going to be tons of production and then yeah. tons of stuff to watch you know like a year from now or whatever but oh yeah yeah but until until we can see all those things uh lance where can people find you on the internet 
Uh, you can find me at Sir Lance Laster on all of my social medias, and you can find me on the United Federation of Podcasts talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow on my podcast, Always Hold On to Arrow. You can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. And you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K. And you can also find me on my website, filmdamagepod.com, doing a show called Film Damage, where we talk about film projection, time travel, and Star Trek. And you can also find me on talkfilmsociety.com, doing a show called Trek Film Society, where we talk about the Star Trek movies. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.